Well, let's lift our hands and give the Lord thanks and praise for his goodness tonight. Come on, take a minute and just thank him that he's good, that his mercy endures forever. Come on, open up your mouth and take a minute and thank him. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy. We have great expectation for what's going to take place not only tonight, but all week long. We expect the windows of heaven to open up over this house. Pour us out a blessing that we don't have room enough to contain in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare tonight is our night to be blessed. And if you believe it, somebody clap your hands and give Jesus all the praise. Oh, yes. And you can be seated tonight. Praise the Lord. Man, it's good to see you on a Sunday night. So many hungry people in the house. And uh, to be honest with you, I lost interest in sports a few years ago. I can't even tell you who's playing, and I have no idea. And I don't, honestly, I don't care, to be honest with you. I'm happier to be here with you. Amen. And the, I love to see the people of God come together. This meeting's got me excited because I can feel the expectancy already from the beginning. Of course, as you know, we have people that are going to be joining us all week. And it's so great to see, uh, I see Britt has driven in from Pittsburgh with Brady and Zoe and Lucy. Good to see you. And Letty's come from Massachusetts. How long did it take you, Britt, to get here? About seven hours. It took you 14. And, of course, we have Corey and Brandy Johnson here from New Hampshire. And it took you, well, you were coming from the south, from Florida. And so about 14 or so to go home. Man, I'm just telling you, we got more people that are telling us they're going to be coming in for Kickstart. That shows you there's hunger. When people are coming in from all over the United States to be in Albemarle, North Carolina, to receive the word, hunger is in the house. Amen. You know what I, I told uh, Letty today, and I know anybody that's, that's here that's been pressing in, you're going to get it. Uh, that's a sign of hunger. You know, there's people that, that won't, that they'll let this whole week pass by. They live 14 minutes away and won't be here. She drove 14 hours. <laughs> That's a sign of hunger. And you know what I love? The Bible says this, is that those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be, say that again, filled. That's right. I like that word. Hallelujah. Full is far better than empty. Amen. Full is far better than empty. And I'm so happy because I can feel the faith in this house. I can feel the expectancy in this place. And, you know, the Bible says uh, also to give honor where honor is due. And I'll tell you, any time I get to see Pastor Stephen Sherry Barbie, I am honored and blessed for this man, a woman of God. And now it's been about, we were talking about this morning, 10 years since we've known you. And it's just gotten better and better. These are anointed. Of course, you know Pastor Stephen Sherry Barbie, very anointed man, a woman of God. And it's an honor to have them in the service tonight. Would you welcome them, make them feel at home? Now, I'll say this. I was, I was in Georgia last week, and the pastor's wife, I said, you know, uh, I was talking about, they, the pastor was talking about, man, we thank God for a great man and a great woman of God. And the pastor's wife leaned over to me. She said, behind every great man, there's a woman that has to deal with his greatness. And so, <laughs> but thank God they're not like, I, this is some of the sweetest people you ever meet. And anointed. One thing I appreciate about this couple and honor about you is that, He's been standing up, she's been standing up preaching faith for decades right here in this area. Back, listen, when it wasn't popular to preach faith, and it still ain't popular to preach faith, but back when it really wasn't popular to preach faith, preaching faith faithfully. 
Let me tell you something. There's persecution on the message of faith. People don't want to hear it, especially when you're in an area that's very denominational, as you know. And that message, as we preach faith and Pentecost, people say, they're a bunch of weirdos. They're nut jobs. That's a cult. I'm sure you've been called everything under the sun. We got any Gleaning Mission family in the house tonight? Lift your hand. We love you. And I'm just telling you, I'm sure they've been called everything under the sun. But can I tell you something? I believe this in my heart. I truly do. Because I understand what it means to operate in the anointing. If I could use this term, you won't think I'm just making stuff up. But I believe there's like a trailblazer's anointing, which means this. I don't believe, how many, how many have ever heard the name Dr. Reinhard Bonnke? Who ever heard of Dr. Reinhard Bonnke? He's held the largest crusades. Of course, he's in heaven now, but he held the largest crusades probably in history. I watched one night, he put a DVD on for us. I watched one of his crusades one night when he had 1.03 million people not come to the crusade, come to the altar for salvation. He said, we had real trouble that night because all we had was 375,000 altar workers. That's, there's, you know, you got problems when you've got almost 400,000 altar workers and you're swamped. He said, we had, it was like four to every person. And they came down, give their heart, my tears streaming down my face. But the, you know what the Lord showed me later on? He said, there never would have been a Dr. Reinhard Bonnke if there had never been a T.L. Osborne. Lord showed me that. He said, T.L. Osborne went forth into the nations of the world and broke through with Pentecost, signs, wonders, and miracles. Talk about a man who, hold, who held mass crusades in about 70 nations of the world, places where they didn't even want him coming. He'd come in, have 600,000 people on a field. And, and I watch as he'd pray the prayer of faith and people just pass their crutches over the top, wheelchairs, braces, demons come out, and he never laid hands on one person. He'd just pray the prayer of faith or preach the gospel and it would come out. And I thank God for those that blaze the trail in the Holy Ghost. And I honestly believe this, and I'm sure Pastor Brian, who by his way, by the way, he is coming. He didn't get offended this morning and now he's skipping out on the revival. My wife, and I'm sure she'll be very appreciative of me telling the story. My wife went to Walmart this afternoon and locked the keys in the truck. And so she's been waiting in the Walmart parking lot to get AAA to get the keys out of the truck. And then a mighty man of God, Pastor Brian Wright, said, I've got a word of wisdom for you. Call the rental company, tell them to unlock it remotely. And they did. Thank you, Jesus. And so both of them will be attending the service. Wonderful thing. It's nice when your spouse can attend. Amen. I believe that. And, uh, and so, but Pastor Brian, I'm sure he'd agree with me if I said this. I'm sure Pastor Nicole would agree. I believe when there are men and women of God like Pastor Steve and Sherry Barbie, I believe personally that because of their faithfulness for decades and they wouldn't waver and they didn't water down the word and they didn't back off the word of faith and they didn't shut up when people got mad about it and they didn't fold when the persecution came. I believe that now in Oakboro and Albemarle and the surrounding areas that we've got Pentecostal churches and word of faith churches that it's possible to have that freedom because of what this man and woman of God have done in faithfulness. Would you give God thanks for their ministry and their life? I believe that with all my heart. You know why? Because I understand generational blessing. I understand how it works. I'm, you know, people say, there's actually people that have called me up and, and have told me that I don't know how they've worded it. I'm not going to word it like they did because I want you to not.
be offended. But they basically th thought that I shouldn't be uh, as active and blessed in the ministry as I am. And I said, listen, I can't uh, claim any of that for myself. I said, you're looking at somebody that's a third generation minister. I, th this isn't the first generation of my family. I said, I got to give God thanks and praise for my father and his faithfulness, my mother and her faithfulness. Now they're starting right now their 44th year full-time in the ministry preaching the gospel. And they've been nonstop signs, wonders, miracles, preaching the gospel. They've never quit. They've never folded. But it didn't start with them. I had a grandfather and a grandmother that for 62 years preached the gospel of Jesus Christ, never wavered one time. Hallelujah. There's a real thing called generational blessing and impartation. And see, one of the things, and I wrote a whole book about it called Further Faster, how you don't have to start where the previous generation started. I tell you, there's some young preachers that ought to lift their hands and give God thanks that Pastor Stephen Sherry never wavered and they never came off track and they never preached false doctrine and they never got up and said, well, we're going to tone it down because people don't like what we've been teaching. Because when you got that kind of strength, it blazes a trail in the Holy Ghost so that those that go after you don't have to fight the same battles you fought and don't have to cut the same timber down that you cut. And now there's an actual trail there. Think of it this way. When some come into the area or region, it's all forested. But then they work and they cut down the timber. And then by the time they're done, you know, there's an opening in the timber. But then the next generation rises up, but the opening's already there. So what do they do? Clear it out, pull the roots, and now there's an actual dirt path or dirt road that you can easily walk on. But then what does the next generation do? Next generation come in, pave the thing. Now you got a paved road when all there was was forest there. How many have lived in North Carolina long enough you've seen it build up? You said it didn't used to be like this. We didn't used to have something on every corner. We didn't used to have these stores and these developments and these apartments. And You've seen it build up. But see, it's taken time over the years for those developments to happen. They've cleared forests. They've leveled uh, hills and they've put in buildings and foundations. It didn't happen overnight. It took time to make it happen. And I'm the reason I'm taking time to say this is because I truly believe that if you don't spend time honoring. Watch this now. Honor is the key to blessing. I feel like preaching tonight. Honor, and I'm not just arbitrarily saying this. I, of course, I do honor them, and I'm so thankful that it actually is going to attend. Pastor Brian is attending tonight. He told me he would, and now he's kept his word. Thank you. I knew you'd not been offended. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, honor's the key. I want you to say this with me. Honor opens doors. Say it again. Honor opens doors. Do you know why it does? It's because honor stems from humility, from meekness. If you'll honor somebody else, it means you don't have a pride that's holding you back. You know, there, you know, there's some preachers that are so insecure that if they came into a meeting like this and saw five other preachers sitting in the room, instead of honoring them or mentioning them or respect, you know what they do? They'd get up and try to impress everybody and out-preach everybody. Y'all think you got a word, but I got a word. I came to tell. Anybody ever been in those services before? 
And it's a spirit of pride. We were talking about it this afternoon. And pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before what? A fall. And the key to inheritance is meekness. The key to blessing is humility. Because if you'll humble yourself, the Bible says, God will exalt you. Hallelujah. How many ready to be exalted in 2021? How many ready to go to another level in 2021? And so that's what's been on my spirit. And in fact, as I was sitting on the front row this morning, I was going back and forth. Of course, I preached that word to you God gave me. But he said, tonight, share this with my people because I want them to see this and it'll cause them to increase steadily and without ceasing for the rest of their lives. And it's this area of supernatural honor toward the Lord. Amen. And he, he took me in the spirit. He said, look at 1 Samuel 2. So I want you to go there. 1 Samuel chapter 2. And I said all that also to say I love you, and I'm so happy to see you. And I love the Barbies so much. Their whole family and the church, Gleaning Mission, love you so much. Would you welcome the Gleaning Mission family that's here tonight? Tell them you love them. Amen. First Samuel 2, and welcome to everybody also that's watching online. We're glad to have you with us. Uh, take, take notes, press in. You can get a miracle right from watching online. Do you know we've had testimonies that have come in from people that received miracles just watching the live stream? It's been a supernatural thing. And so uh, press in, those of you that are watching, and, and take notes and get involved in what God, don't be distracted, but press in. That's key, press in. Uh, the Bible says here, now I'm in 1 Samuel 2, and I want to read one verse. It's verse number 30, very interesting verse. It says, therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel, declares, I promised that your house and the house of your father should go in and out before me forever. But now the Lord declares, far be it from me. Now here's the key right here, this one verse. For those who honor me, I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Now, I want to show it to you in a couple of other translations because it will blow your mind. I was looking at this today just going back and forth. Listen to this. I had it open in the uh, New Living Translation. Listen to this. He said, I will honor those who honor me, and I will despise those who think lightly of me think about that. Who think lightly? But here's one that really caught me. It's the Amplified Bible. Listen to this, the Amplified. He said, I will, he said, for those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me will be insignificant and contemptible. That's a, a, an amazing revelation that Everything I receive from God depends on how I choose to honor him with my life. Everything I receive from God is based upon how I choose to honor him with my life. You know, uh, Letty, we were at lunch today with everybody from the church that came out and eating those chips and salsa, and it was wonderful. And, and Letty said, you know, she started talking to me. She said, you know, I, I remembered that I had driven with my kids from Massachusetts down to the, was it the Outer Banks? Myrtle Beach. Down to Myrtle Beach for vacation. She said, and, and I think Myrtle Beach took you longer that, to get there than here. 
And she said, I remembered I had taken my kids, got in the car, and drove to Myrtle Beach from Massachusetts to go on vacation. She said, I've gone other places. She said, so why would I not get in the car to go to revival in the presence of God if I would do it for vacation, if I would do it for other events? Why would I not do it to be in the presence of the Lord? Oh, hallelujah. That's an honoring of God. See, that's why I said, you know that that's how you can receive blessings from the Lord because the Bible says, draw near unto me and I will draw near unto you. You know, you notice the first step is to always draw near unto God. You realize he already took the first eternal step by sending Jesus. He loved the world so much that he sent his only begotten son. That was his action. Now you know what he's saying? Draw near unto me and I will draw near unto you. He said the ball's in your court. Make your move and watch as I'll move uh, toward you as well. And see, when we take actions of faith, when we move toward the anointing, when we move toward the kingdom with our actions, it causes the heavens to open up and blessings to be poured out. Can you say a loud amen? Hallelujah. He said, those who honor me, I'll honor them. Glory to God. And I can tell you, if you were here when I was here the last time, I gave you that word once again that the Lord's had me speak everywhere I've gone in 2020 and now into 2021. Isaiah 3.10. Say unto the righteous, it shall be well with them, and they shall eat the fruit of their deeds. But woe unto the wicked, it shall be ill with him, and what his hands have dealt out to others shall be done unto him. See, that's the key right there. It said the reason that the righteous can receive that word, it will be well with you. You know why? Because they will eat the fruit of their deeds. Oh, hallelujah. That means seed time and harvest puts you in position to receive the thing God has for you. And see, this is what I've learned, is that if we will honor God, glory to God. Whoo, I'm getting ready to run around this place tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost. When we will honor God with our lives, then he will make sure he'll take his mighty right hand and grab a hold of us and lift us up head and shoulders above the rest. I, I can tell you this. God likes to make a spectacle of his people. He enjoys making a spectacle of his people. You know why? Because he likes to show how good he can be to you in the midst of a mess. You know, I was saying, I was preaching this the other night about how God enjoys blessing people the most in the darkness. You know, if you're in the middle, how many have ever seen those big mag lights that the officers carry? You seen them big old mag lights? You can shine that thing out into a field or whatever. That beam will cut through the darkness. Those things are, I don't even know how many lumens those bad boys are, but they're bright. And, and they're, they're real, almost like a searchlight. But you know what's amazing? Even as bright as that light is, if you were to pop that thing on the middle of a summer day, it's not going to impress you like it does at night. Because you've got a greater light, which is the sun, that's almost drowning that light out. So if it's light everywhere, then you're not going to see as much coming out of that flashlight. But if you're in the dead of night, and there ain't and clouds have covered the moon, and you walk out and pop that thing on, you're going to see a stark 
contrast between the darkness all around and the light shining out of that flashlight. That is how God likes to move. He likes to move in such a way that nobody can mistake it for anything than what it actually is, his power moving. I preached it this morning. God is a master of drama. He knows how to take your 32,000 member army down to 22,000 and then down to 300 to send you out against an army whose members are innumerable, the Bible says, whose camels are like the sands of the sea. He likes to send you out with an impossible number so that when he wins the war, he's the only one that gets the praise. Jesus likes to wait where he is until Lazarus dies and then wait four more days. You know, it was less than two miles from the house. He went some big long trip. Look, it's like one preacher said, just look at the maps. But I believe the Bible's so true, I believe it from Genesis to maps. Hallelujah. I heard a preacher say, I believe the Bible from Genesis to maps. Even the maps are true. Amen. Look at the maps, and you'll see from where Jesus was to where Lazarus was, was about 1.8 miles. In my worst day, I could crawl on my hands and knees 1.8 miles in less than four days. And Jesus just sat there. You know why? He wanted to have the kind of glory that only he could get. So that when he spoke, I said it this morning, people laughed. He said, I want him. I want him dead and decomposing. I want him to stink. I want it to look impossible so that by the time I show up, no man can get the glory. No accident could have happened. It's not some kind of little thing that can be swept under the rug. It has to be the power of God. Your God is a master of drama. He knows how to set the scene so he gets the most glory. Hallelujah. See, that's why he knows how to bless you in the middle of a mess. He can bless you in the middle of a mess. When everybody else is looking like, oh, man, it's a bad year. It's a bad season. It's a bad time. You know, look, look what God did for Isaac. You read Genesis 26. You know, he told him. He said, I want you to go down into the land that I'll show you. He said, don't go down into Egypt like your father Abraham. He said, go to the land that I'll show you, Gerar. He said, really, Lord, it's a famine in there. He said, yeah, go ahead. Go into the famine. I want you to go right Plant your whole house, plant your livestock, plant your children in the middle of a famine. And then I want you to sow. And the Bible says he sowed in the midst of a famine and reaped in the same year 100-fold. You know who got the glory for that? God got the glory. No man could have got it because other people didn't have anything coming back. But when you do what God says, it is honoring the nature and the character of God. And when you obey him, I'm telling you, get ready because the windows of heaven are getting ready to open. I want you to lift your hands right where you're sitting. Get ready in 2021 for every person that has been faithful to the word of God. Get ready for a year that you'll run with momentum like you've never run. Get ready to run and not grow weary. Walk and not faint to renew your youth like the... This is your year. Listen to this now. He said, those that honor me, I'll honor them. But those who Treat me with disdain, one translation said. I'll make them insignificant. 
One thing I found out, you don't want God opposing you. <laughs> Nobody wants to catch a stiff arm from God. The Bible says this. It says, if God is for you, tell me who can be against you, which means the opposite is true. If God's against you, who can be for you? I don't care if you've got every social media tech corporation on your side. I don't care if you've got the government on your side and you've got culture on your side and Wall Street's on your side. It don't matter because if God's opposing you, everything else has to fall flat on the ground because the God you serve, he's bigger than culture. He's bigger than the stock market. He's bigger than the government. He's bigger than the White House. He's bigger than an executive order. He's bigger... I said he's bigger. And he knows how to bless you in the middle of a mess. And he likes to. Because it shows this could have only been God. Yeah. Woo, glory to God. I don't know about you. I'm ready to get so blessed in 2021 that it makes the wicked angry. I'm ready for some wicked people to take a look at what God's doing in our ministry and in my life and grind their teeth in anger. By the way, that's a scripture. Psalm 112 and verse 10. The wicked will see it and gnash their teeth in anger. Grind away, baby. Grind them down to the nubs. Because I ain't apologizing and I ain't backing off the word and I ain't backing off the blessing. If God be for me, who can be against me? Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. Psalm 127 and verse 1. See, if God's working with you and you're doing what he's called you to do, then what devil is going to say no. Listen to this, and I want you to repeat it with me. If God says yes, who can say no? Think about that. If God says yes, who can say no? If God says yes, who can say no? I mean, Laban, Jacob's uncle, tried to cheat the man. I mean, first, you know the story. I, mean, I remember the first time this ever hit me, I preached at a gleaning mission, that he was working seven years for Rachel and got Leah. Hallelujah. He got cross-eyed, buck-toothed Leah, and he was looking for beautiful Rachel. And his, his uncle tricked him and threw Leah in the tent because she was older, and it was not uh, really um, honorable to marry off the younger daughter before the older daughter. So he gave him Leah. He had to work seven more years to get Rachel. She must have been fine. That's all I'm going to say. Fourteen years for one girl. I'm just, I don't know what she looked like in skinny jeans, but it must have been for real. Fourteen years for one girl. And he worked. And his uncle was always coming after, trying to cheat him out of stuff. And then he said, okay, you've done a lot. Let me just, here's what we'll do. And he said, here, listen. He said, I'm not trying to take uh, everything you got, Laban. He said, but do realize, I've been helping you all these years, and I want you to know something. As long as I've been helping you, you've been increasing. I mean, I didn't want to have to be the one to say it, Laban, but I've been the guy. Hand, I, I don't recognize it. Hand of God's on my life. Hello. And as long as I've been helping you, you've been increasing. He said, fine, fine, what do you want? He said, I'm not trying to take the best you got. Why don't you take all the spotless lambs and bulls and goats? You take the spotless stuff, the good stuff, the cream of the crop. And then what I'll do, anything spotted, anything, that's, you know, I'll take the stuff that you don't want. And so he said, that sounds like a good idea. And then what did he do? In the night, his uncle took 
all the stuff that should have been his and led it away miles and miles and miles away. He left all his stuff, the, the clean, spotless, the stuff he was keeping. Tend my stuff. I'm actually taking all your stuff away. Took it away from him so they couldn't breed. So he couldn't have any increase. Tried to steal the man's increase in the night. Watch this. So Jacob goes back, grabs himself a stick, and he puts it in front of the watering trough and lets the, uh, all of the, I love this. He said, and when there was um, those that were spotless that came to drink, and that's where they would get together, the Bible says, he'd remove the stick. All of the weak ones. When the weak ones would come, he'd remove the stick. And they'd drink, and they'd produce weak, weak. And then when the strong ones, the one that was the line you want, these are the ones I want to breed. They're strong, they're hefty, they work. He'd put the stick back. And when he did, they'd come, and then what happened? Then they'd multiply, multiply, multiply. And by the time he was done, the thing his uncle tried to use to curse him worked out in his favor. He said, all the ones that are spotless, they're all weak and feeble, and they look nasty. But all the other ones look really good. He said, that's mine, baby. Thank you very much. I'm out. Because you can't cheat what God said is going to be yours. Devil, the point I'm making to you is this. Devil can't do anything to steal your blessing. Hear what I'm saying. He has no part in your covenant with God. He can't steal your blessing. That's something between you and the Lord God Almighty. And he said, if you honor me, I'll make sure I honor you. This gets me stirred up. I want to show you something real quick. Proverbs chapter 3. We're getting ready to see. Now, now you hear what I'm saying. And you're going to have to receive this uh, in your spirit, man, because it's a word that you need to catch, especially with, with what God's about to release to his faithful people. And I receive this, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm passing it on to you so that you hear it and receive it and have something to walk by. When you see what God's getting ready to do for you, those of you that are faithful, I'm not joking when I say it's going to be so significant that it makes wicked people angry. But let me give you a word ahead of time. Do not ever apologize to anybody for the level of blessing God's about to take you into. Because let me tell you something. The spirit of this world will come at you and try to make you feel guilty that you're blessed. Oh, it must be nice to have a truck like that and have a car. My pastor got a car like that. That's what they start sounding like to me. And all they do is come around and cluck. Come around and cluck. Come around and cluck. Come. They want to come around your church, come around your house, come around your job. It's how they walk the parking lot looking at your car. You want to come around and cluck? <laughs> Little cluckers. <laughs> Every last one of them. And I can't, you have to you understand, you got to be strong enough in the Holy Ghost that you're not going to be backed off. Because here's the last thing that you need to understand, is that you can't be apologetic. The moment you start being apologetic for what God's done in your life, you're moving yourself off of the covenant God's made with you. It'd be the same. Let me give you an analogy so you understand how important it is not to apologize. Can you imagine somebody coming up on your life and inspecting you? It's like, oh, Corey, no, 
<laughs> don't sin, huh? You don't sin? Hmm, got to live a holy life. Oh, living in the righteousness of God in Christ must be nice. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I do try to sin from time to time. You know, I, I, that's foolishness. That's part of your covenant. You don't apologize for your holiness. You don't apologize. Oh, you don't swear, huh? You don't get drunk at the bar. Must be real nice. Live like that, Mr. Holy Roller. Yeah, that's how I live. You think I'm apologize that I'm saved, washed in the blood, I'm the righteousness of God. I ain't apologizing to some devil because I live holy and I live right before the Lord. That would be crazy. Oh, healed, are you? Mm-hmm. Walking in healing, I see. Oh, must be nice. Walking in the healing. Well, you know, I try to get sick sometimes. I... You know, I was licking every card at Walmart to try to catch that virus, and I, <laughs> I told the guy, don't clean mine. I got some folks at my church want me to get sick sometimes. I, and we, all, we laugh at that and say, well, that'd be ridiculous to sit around and apologize that you're healed. Well, yeah, you know, the blood of Jesus was able to cover me. I'm sorry about that. Uh, what, are we going to apologize? We got a covenant with God? Am I going to apologize that we're the righteousness of God? Are we supposed to apologize that we're the healed of God? No. And in the same way, don't apologize that you're the blessed of the Lord, that you've got a provider who sits in heaven, who is El Shaddai. He is the all-sufficient one. He's the many-breasted one. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's your provider. Somebody shout amen. I mean, shout amen. amen. He is your provider. I'm not apologizing. I can't imagine. I mean, literally, I can't imagine caring what an unbeliever thought of my life in Christ. I can't imagine it. I can't. And there's people that it really affects them. Oh, got you a first class ticket, did you, Brother Corey? Must be nice to sit in first class. Just turn to them. It's extremely nice. Seats are bigger. They, you can lean way back. They bring you drinks and snacks. Nobody's messing with you. You don't have somebody infringing upon your seat next to you. Buy two seats. So I feel like yelling at some people. It's like, I have been sitting in your crevasse for the last three hours. Felt like I was cave diving. I didn't know what was going on. Don't tell me you've never been there before. It's like, I paid for this seat and pay pretty much yours, if you want to know the truth. Oh, must be nice to have that kind. Of, it's very nice. That'd be, you know how, how foolish that is? That would be like me buying a new outfit and then going out in the middle of a graveyard. It's like, y'all think I look fat in this? What do you think? Would y'all like this color on me? They're dead. They can't see you. They don't have an opinion. They're dead and gone. And the Bible says that those who do not have Christ are dead in their trespasses and in their sins. Since when did the living care about the opinions of the dead? I feel like preaching this, and I, I want you to hear it, because we've got churches all through America that their whole plan and ball game is we got to find out how to entice people to come into the church. we got to get them into the seats. What would be the best way? What are sinners like? That's why we got entertainment-run churches. That's why they're advertising what kind of coffee they brew on their website. Come and have fun. Come and get some cake. Come and get some coffee. Come and see a light show. we got a fog machine. All that stuff is fine, but do you have the Holy Ghost? And why are we trying to appeal to a dead spirit to get them to come to Christ? That you need the Holy Ghost if you're going to come from death unto life. You don't need coffee and cake. You need the cross and Christ. Yeah. 
Dr. Bonke said, the less Holy Ghost we have, the more cake and coffee we'll need. That's what he said. And we're advertising it on our websites. Come to our church. We only have a service for an hour and 15 minutes. Come to our church. We got great, great coffee and cake. And this is how they want to draw people into the kingdom. You know what? And this is, a, this is not a lie. This is actually happening in churches. You know what we should do? Let's start off the service with a couple secular songs. What's going on? Let's do some pop songs. Let's do a little ACDC. Let's do a little Queen. Throwback service. Come on, y'all. And then if you have an issue with it, sounds like you're into works, brother. We're into grace. Thanks for all the shouts. Amen. And that's what happens. What are they doing? They're trying to appeal to the dead nature of an unsaved individual. And that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching. It's the preaching of the gospel that causes men's hearts to grab on to this life-changing message. And that's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God unto salvation. It's honoring God that brings the blessing. Honoring God that brings the blessing. The more you honor him, he honors you. Whoa, glory to God. Let me show you one, one thing here. And then we're gonna we're gonna pray and sow a seed. Uh, Proverbs three. Look at this with me. This gets me so happy, so excited. <laughs> Proverbs three nine. Bible says, "Honor the Lord." Well, how? How should I honor him? Honor him with your wealth, and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats bursting with wine. Glory to God. <laughs> Ooh, I got to say that one again. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all you produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats bursting. What does that mean? He said, if you honor me, I'll honor you. Honor me, I'll honor you. Try it and see if I won't. Honor me. If you put God first, you can never finish last. Hallelujah. I just talking, I pulled a guy out in Georgia, started prophesying to him. I said, I'm just telling you right now. And, and it was wild because he told me early on, first time I ever came to that church, uh, we had, we were doing a live concert for, for CD and we, I had all the people lined up and I pulled him out gave him a prophetic word. He said, you know, nobody had ever given me a prophetic word before that didn't know me. He said, I didn't know you and you didn't know me. You pulled me out and gave me this word about my business and finance and all this stuff. And I thought, well, he doesn't know me at all. And he said, then it all came to pass. And I got so abundantly blessed. He, he told me, he said, we, our family, we were down to nothing. He said, we about lost everything. He said, then you gave us that word about our finances. We increased. God blessed us. Got a, an amazing job. And uh, he's been, he's gotten two or three words. Then watch this. I go to Indiana. I'm in the middle of Indiana at a church up there. And I feel the Holy Ghost come on me again. And there was an older couple sitting in the back. I said, uh, this word's not for you. Didn't even know who they were. I said, this not, word's not for you, but I'm sending this word to, to your son, whoever your son is. Now the church is in Georgia. I'm up preaching in Indiana 
Turns out their son is that guy from the church in Georgia. Same guy called out. I didn't even know who those people were. I said, the Lord says this is a word for your son. Send it to him. That God's going to come on his business. He's going to be abundantly blessed. Same word I gave him a couple of years before when I was down in Georgia. I'm back this year again. Uh, last week and the week before, pulled him out again. I said, I'm telling you, Lord's getting ready to bless you so abundantly it's going to freak people out. I said, this is, this is wild. I said, you're going to have more and do less. I said, you'll be able to play, you have spend time with your children, spend time with your wife. You're not going to be working 70, 80 hours a week just to manage everything everybody's doing. You're going to do less and have more in Jesus. If anybody else receives that, lift your hand. Begin to take it right now. You're going to do less and have more. He's, he's receiving it. And, he, and I said, I'm going to tell you, God's going to make you a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. And I don't give that word to people. And the Lord said, you tell him. I'm going to make him a multi, multi, multi-millionaire and a pillar of generosity in the kingdom of God. I gave him the word. I mean, while we're still in the revival, like two days later, this company that wants to get him, the, the president of the corporation, now you think about this, the president of the corporation, which they've done a study on, they've, they've um, determined that this corporation is going to be a, valued at a $1 billion corporation by 2028. One billion dollars. The guy sits down with him at lunch. He says, Ben, let me tell you something. I, I would love for you to come work for us. He said, we want to put you ahead of the, the team that's going to make a 250 million of that billion. I want him to be the guy. He said, let me ask you a question. He said, what's the most money you've made in the last 10 years? Tell me. And so he just broke it down. He said, this is the biggest money I've made in the last 10 years. He said, let me tell you, we'll make it your base salary. I said, Lord, I'll receive a word like that too. Just give it to me. He said, he said, we'll make it your base. He said, that won't be bonuses. That won't be extras. That won't be raises. That won't be promotions. He said, that'll be the lowest thing. Whatever the most, oh, I'm telling you. And I'm telling you right now that if you honor the Lord with the first fruits of what you produce, the first fruits of your wealth, he said, then I'll fill. Hallelujah. Look at this. Fill. Fill your barns with plenty. Somebody say that word plenty. plenty. Say plenty. plenty. Say it again. Plenty. plenty. You know what plenty is like? Uh, that, that's why I like going to people's houses that are like Italian or Puerto Rican because they'll feed you until you burst. I love it. I can't go into somebody's house and they got they come out with like, you know, you got six, seven people sitting at the dinner table. They come out with a meatloaf that's this big. And I'm thinking to myself, well, what are all y'all going to eat? That's for me, I'm sure. It's got to be for me. And you go, I, I like it. I made the mistake one time. I went to this Italian lady's house, and she had us all over during the crusade. She said, we want to cook dinner for you. I said, oh, that's wonderful. We come in, and she brings out all of this antipasta. And so it's these big plates, and there's all this salami and bread, Italian bread loaves, and there's, I mean, all this stuff. you got prosciutto and cheese and all this. And I was like, man, this is a wonderful dinner, and I'm just throwing it back. I'm just crushing it. Prosciutto and cheese. i got crumbs all over my face. And people look at me a little nuts. Say, she's a phenomenal cook. This is wonderful. Homemade Italian bread. And then out she's, as she's looking, out comes the big things of pasta and sauce that she's made. And out comes the pasta and sauce. I thought, oh, there's more. I didn't realize that. I'm already starting to get full. But man, she had made manicotti and she'd made lasagna and penne. And she had homemade meatballs the size of softballs and sausage and onions and all that. And I'm sitting there, oh, it's glorious. And I'm eating, you know, eating. And I'm just eating my fill because I 
didn't know there was more, so I ate it. And then out come the meats. I didn't know she was doing meats. The steaks came out. She had the steaks. They're still looking at me with sauce on my face. You're, you're, just take it easy. Going to burst your stomach lining. She comes out with the steaks and all the meats and all the, and I'll, I'll say, oh, there's more. And then I keep on eating, and then there's dessert. and It's a keep on coming. There's plenty. Somebody say plenty. There's plenty. There's more than enough. Plenty for everybody to have what they want and more. This is what I love about what God does, is that if you honor him, he's the kind of God that knows how to provide plenty for your life. I'm going to finish with this before we sow a seed, but you got to see it because this gets me ready to shout to understand. This is the nature of Jesus. Let me, let me ask you a question. How many in the house believe that God can count? I mean, he's got a whole book called Numbers. I believe he can do it. He can count. <laughs> you believe it? And, and I believe he can count. And, and so, you know, John 6, Gospel of John 6, this is one of the things that went through my mind is that when Jesus did anything on the earth, he was the perfect representation of his Father God. Gee, of course, Hebrews 1.3 tells us that, that he's the radiance of the glory of God and the exact representation of his nature. That's why he could say stuff like this, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You know, he said this, I don't say anything unless I've heard the Father say it. I don't do anything unless I've seen the Father do it. He was the exact representation of God the Father. So Jesus didn't just flippantly do stuff or say stuff. And it was never an accident. So when you look at stories like this, understand this. He's showing us something, not only about his nature, but his Father's nature. Everything Jesus did was to prove a point. Everything. And this is included. You know the story of the 5,000 that come out into the wilderness to see him preach. And the Bible says that the disciples are all seeing him coming. And Philip says, hey, where are we going to buy bread to feed all these people? And so he said, if we worked for months, we wouldn't be able to feed all these people. Well, what do we got? We got a boy with five loaves and two fish. And out this boy comes. He loved Jesus so much, just wanted to deliver it to Jesus. He said, I'd rather Jesus have my lunch than me. And Jesus takes it, and he begins to, first he blesses it, breaks it. But notice this. Has everybody sit down in groups of 50 and 100, and then he begins to multiply it. Now watch. He multiplies and multiplies and multiplies, and they eat and eat. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like some people preach it where everybody got like a little communion wafer and a little bit of juice. He, ate, he made them eat and eat and eat. He fed these people. It was the first fish fry we have record of in the Bible. It was eat and eat. And look, I want to show it to you. The Bible says, he said, have the people sit down. This is John 6, 10. Jesus said, have the people sit down. So the men sat out about 5,000 in number, and Jesus took the loaves, and when he'd given thanks, distributed them to those who were seated, also the fish, as much as they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Woo, glory to God. That's what I like to see. As much as they wanted. Now, now, now go on further here for just the next verse. Look what it says. As much as they wanted. <laughs> and when they had eaten their fill. Two things I want you to see. When they'd eaten their fill. So, what did their fill have to do with what they wanted? 
Now, anybody that's had a good Thanksgiving dinner knows being hungry has nothing to do with eating. I do not have to be hungry to eat. If you're a good cook, buddy, I'll eat. I'll eat and keep on eating. Amen. Till I'm right on that borderline of gluttony, and then I'll back off. Say, Lord, it's for your glory. Amen, for your glory. And notice this. He, he said he had, until they were full, but notice the other thing, and wanted no more. You know why? Because here's what God will do. He'll fill you up and fill you up and fill you up and fill you up. But notice he didn't say he'd stop when he filled you up. He said he'd cause you to overflow. That means you got to get full to the brim and then he'll keep piling on until there's more than enough. Now, unless we think God in heaven could not count, after everybody had eaten, after everybody was full and wanted no more, he kept on multiplying. Kept on multiplying. Kept on multiplying. Kept, he said, here's more bread, here's more fish. No, but, you know, you think, God, oh, wait, 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 I think they've eaten all they want. No, no, here's more bread, here's more fish. Here's more bread, here's more fish. Here's more bread, here's more fish. And when they'd all eaten and wanted no more, the Bible says he spoke to his disciples. And he told them, gather up the leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets. What business did they have with 12 baskets of leftovers? Did Jesus make a mistake? Was there an accounting discrepancy? Did he have an issue counting the people and what they could want or what they could need? This is proof to you and to me that Jesus doesn't just want to meet your needs. He wants to take you into the overflow. He wants you to have more than enough. He wants you to get to the place where there's so much leftover that you've got so much to bless others that it freaks the devil out. God wants to take you into the more than enough in 2021. And I'll finish with this because if you understand it, the law of seed time and harvest was in effect. Somebody say seed time, seed time. And, harvest. and harvest. Say it again, seed time, seed time. And, harvest. and harvest. Let me ask you this question if you're a Bible student. How long will seed time and harvest remain? As long as what remains? Is the earth still remain? I mean, is there still seed time and harvest? And so in that day, the earth still remained and there was still seed time and harvest. What was the purpose of Jesus bringing the overflow? Because he wasn't done when he was done feeding. Man, this is something that I could preach all night. He wasn't done when he finished feeding. He had a harvest to return. If you understand scripture, that little boy had something coming to him. You think Jesus was going to let that little boy leave the field without putting a harvest back in his hands? You think Jesus was going to let a little boy give his whole lunch away to the master and not put a harvest that was more than enough back in his... I got a word for you tonight. Because what it took one little boy to bring to Jesus, it took a staff of 12 full-grown men to bring back to his house. And what I'm preaching to you tonight is what you could handle 
handle by yourself in the past is going to overflow out of your house in the future and touch family after family after family after family after family after family after family. You won't just fill your fridge, you'll fill other people's fridges. You won't just cook your Thanksgiving dinner, you'll prepare for 20 other families. You'll not just buy your kids Christmas presents, you'll be a blessing to your community more than enough. Somebody shout, more, more. than enough. Ooh, if you believe it, lift your hands. I'm just telling you, we're getting ready to step into the more than enough that the devil's going to be angry. I said angry. I said angry. Why? He doesn't want you to overflow. He doesn't want you to increase. He does not want you to step into a place where you're not in need. Did you realize that by keeping you in need, he can control your life? By keeping you in need, he can control your life. Need is a taskmaster. The borrower is a servant to the lender. Lift your hands, let me prophesy. You'll stop renting and you will be the landlord in Jesus' name. I said you'll be renting to others, not renting from others. I said you'll be renting to others, not renting from others in Jesus' name. I said in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. God's taken you from renting to owning in Jesus' name. It's not going to be like the world system. I said it's not going to be like the world system. What you used to have to struggle to produce will now come easily into your hand in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, don't expect a year like any other year. This is a year of divine increase in the Holy Ghost. Divine increase. You believe it? Lift your hands. Divine increase in the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you right now that God's going to give you ideas in the next three weeks to increase the business he's put in your hand, and it will expand. Hear me what I'm saying because the money's coming. The money's coming, and the business is going to explode. Prepare for growth. Don't think mom and pop shop. Imagine yourself in a warehouse. Imagine yourself in a production room. Imagine yourself coming up with the recipe and having machines make the cake pops. Imagine having employees underneath you. Don't think small. God's ready to bless you big. And in these next three weeks, divine ideas are coming into your spirit. Because God's going to increase you in this new year. He's increasing you in this new year. Put your hands on your belly and receive it. Fire of the Holy Ghost. And you'll never struggle. Jake will never struggle. Overflow is coming on your house like you've never seen in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, Letty, lift your hands. The devil's paying you back. When the thief is found, he has to pay back seven times what he stole. Every account you lost during COVID is being added back to you times seven in Jesus' name. I said times seven in Jesus' name. I say it a second time as a confirmation. Fire of the Holy Ghost. I'm just telling you, get ready for increase like you've never had. I said increase like you've never had. Increase like you've never had. Don't be on the outside looking in. Be in the middle of what God's doing. Because he got a plan to bless every one of us. 
I said he's got a plan to bless every one of us. Lift your hands and receive this. I'm just telling you, there's so much increase that God's going to release. I'm not going to miss it. I'm going to be in the middle. I'm going to say, God, wherever you tell me to be, I'll be. I don't want to be in the wrong place at the right time. I want to be where God's calling me to be. Right place, right time. We're not going to be in the wrong place at the right time. I said, we're not going to be in the wrong place at the right time. We're not going to be in the wrong place. Where's Abigail? Tell her to hurry up in here quick. I've got a word for her. Just lift your hands. And I mean run, Marky, like you've never run. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to abound in 2021. <laughs> I said we're going to abound. Those of you watching online, get ready to abound. Get ready to abound in 2021. Whatever the devil planned for evil, God's turning it for our good in Jesus' name. <laughs> I said God's turning it for our good. Lift your hands. The Lord is going to anoint your mind. I'm just going to tell you now, he's going to put skills in your hands and then anoint your mind and you'll create your own businesses. And they will flourish. They will flourish. They will flourish. I'm just telling you to hear the voice of the Lord. For in 2021, the Lord will speak to you, give you ideas. And you'll have money coming in. You'll have people that are far older say, how are you making that kind of money? And you say, it's the favor of God. It's the instruction of the Lord. <laughs> See, if you honor the Lord, if you honor the Lord, He honors you. And I'm telling you that it's going to come by a special, what the Bible calls a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Spirit of wisdom and revelation. I, I, I see it like this, and, and you just receive it like this. God's going to make you a divine problem solver. In Jesus' name. <laughs> a divine problem solver. And it's coming. Lift those hands one more moment. Oh, oh Pastor Barbie, God's going to honor you. He's going to honor you. He's going to honor you in a greater way. Oh, yes, sir. For you've been faithful. Sister Barbie, you've been faithful. And the Lord's going to honor you. <laughs> and we honor you. But it's nothing compared to the Lord honoring you. Hallelujah. And I tell you this. A new strength comes on the both of you. You'll be able to do what you feel to do with no pressure. Hear what I say. You'll be able to do what you feel to do with no pressure. No pressure. There's no pressure. There's not a word. Hear what I say. Not a worry in the world. There's not a care in the world. For the Lord's taking care of you. And you'll be divinely blessed. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Oh, you're going to have such a peace in 2021. You're going to have such a, a joy in 2021. For God's honoring you. Oh, yeah. God's honoring you. You're going to have the best year. There have been times, even in the past, even this past year in 1920, where the enemy tried to rear his ugly head and tried to cause distractions and irritations and frustrations. But I hear the Lord say, I'm blowing my breath from heaven and blowing every wicked thing out of your way. <laughs> I honor you from heaven, and you'll have the peace and the joy.
to do whatever you feel to do, and it won't be one issue, not one. Not one, says. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not one. Not one. Mm. Glory. <laughs> Lift your hands and thank God. Amen. Glory. 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 One more. I'm just telling you, there's something happening right now. First night of Kickstart, something's happening right now. And it's not going to be the same. We will not look the same as the world. I said, we will not look the same as the world. We will not look the same as the world. <laughs> Glory to God. Will not look the same as the world. Will not look the same. Burning with the provision of God. It burns up debts. Burns up poverty. Burns up not enough. Burns up lack. <laughs> burns up the thief and his plans to steal. Koshe karadise kabrande vreviste kehe. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm talking about the kind of an increase that makes even the best of sinners envious. <laughs> Hallelujah. For you're a man of God. You're a man of God with a vision. And if you're a man of God with vision, that means that there's provision for the vision. You start to prophesy over yourself this morning. That if I had a hundred million dollars, I'd know exactly what to do with it. You'd not be wondering because you got a vision. Any man with a vision is dangerous. Hallelujah. Dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. I tell you, get ready for a provision that will come from unexpected places. is coming into your hands and you'll do the work of the kingdom. This church will be so abundantly blessed, people won't even understand it. They'll drive by just to try to figure out what's going on. They'll, they'll, they're so far removed from how God works, they'll actually ask other spiritual leaders, what conferences did he attend? Because that's how people think it comes. They don't have a clue. They don't have a clue that it's not by might, <laughs> not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. <laughs> These hands will hold the increase of God. You get ready. You get ready for it. In Jesus' name, bow your head all over this place. Thank you, Lord. God has a plan to increase every one of us financially. It comes from an instruction. The Holy Ghost will speak to every one of us. The Lord's going to deal with people this week to do things that you've never done before financially, to sow seeds you've never sown before. And as you're obedient to do it, God will honor your faith. And it's going to be stuff that your flesh will fight back against. Say, are you serious? Are you kidding me? Say, yep, get back in your place, flesh. I'm led by the Spirit. And you watch and see because God's going to honor you. Hallelujah. He's going to honor you. So let's pray right now. Father, speak a word to every man, every woman. Give us an instruction from the Holy Ghost. Tonight as we sow seed, 
We expect the seed we sow to quickly produce a harvest. We thank you, Lord, that our harvests are coming into our hands so fast. We're not going to wait till December to get blessed. We're not going to wait till July to get blessed. We ask you, Lord, to put us in position for promotion every single month so that when we cross over, glory to God, we cross over into victory. We cross over into increase. We cross over into blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift those hands and begin to thank him. He's speaking to you now. My brother, stand on your feet. Lift your hands to the Lord. Glory to God. <laughs> the Lord's giving you entrance. I, I saw this as, as I was ministering. The Lord's going to give you open doors and entrance to do things in places that others would not have the ability to do. It'll be like an uncommon favor comes on you. And people won't even understand it. They won't even understand it. But it's uncommon favor that you'll just have doors open up to you. Others say, are you serious? I've been trying to do that for the last four years and couldn't minimize. And it's because God's honoring you as you honor him. And he's going to use you in a mighty way in these last days before Jesus comes. And the doors will not close to you. For I hear the Lord saying, I, I hold the key of David. When I open doors, no man can shut them. And when I close doors, no man can open them. <laughs> so get ready for the fire of God is coming upon you from this night. This night, doors are opening up. Lord, open doors for your people. Provide. I thank you, Lord, that whatever the devil tried to steal from your people through 2020, whatever through this pandemic lockdown that the devil tried to steal from your people, I thank you it's being added back plus more in 2021 in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that we're going to abound and increase. I thank you, God, that you can do for us so much more than a stimulus check. We thank you, Lord, that the windows of heaven are opening up over your people and that blessings are getting ready to be poured out like we've never seen in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you all praise, all glory, all honor. And if you believe it, somebody shout aloud, amen. 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 Pastor. Let's just stand on your feet right now. If you're here tonight, you can make checks out to Boomerang Church or go to givebc.org. We also have Cash App. They'll put that on the screen. Cash App, GiveBC. You can go there. You can text to give. But Lord, we just receive what you have for us tonight. Father, we give as you've written it on our hearts, and we give with a heart that's ready to give. And Lord, it's not just giving, but it's receiving. It's not just sowing. It's harvesting, Lord. It's reaping that. Father, we believe and we receive it right now. Things are changing. Things are changing right here. Night one of Kickstart. Night two, night three, night four, night five, night six, Lord. It's going to overflow. We receive it now. We receive it now. We receive it now. Thank you, Lord. We receive it now. When Teddy was talking, I want you to notice something in that John chapter 6. As long as they were hungry, they were eaten. As long as they were hungry, supernatural miraculous was happening. As long as they were hungry. Am I talking to hungry people tonight? Am I talking to hungry? Are you going to stay hungry? Are you going to get full? Are you going to be like Ted at the Italian dinner and say, keep bringing it out. Keep bringing it out. Keep bringing it out. Lord, keep bringing out your food. Keep bringing out that, that dinner, Lord. Keep bringing your word. Keep bringing your presence. Keep bringing it out. Lord, bring it. This week we're hungry. 
is a hungry church. Do the supernatural. Do the miraculous, Lord. Father, we call it blessed. And Lord, we know as we walk up this offering tonight, we know that as we give in our heart, this is supernatural breakthrough. This is something special. It's not normal. It's not natural. It's not of the world. It's your normal, which is supernatural. It's miraculous. And this seed tonight is changing things. Changing things. Thank you, Father. We just praise you and we worship you. And we give to you in all love and all honor right now in Jesus' name. Just lift it up. Lord, this is a worship to you. And we give it and sow it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may bring your seed, place it in the basket. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you. Lord, bless every seed. Let bless every seed sown. Lord, bless every seed. This is going into the gospel. It's going into the kingdom. Your word says if we seek first the kingdom and your righteousness, your right things to do, sowing is a right thing to do. He said all these things will be added to you. Lord, we receive all those added and we gladly sow into you tonight. We praise you and we worship you and we give you all of the glory. And Lord... When the breakthrough comes, we won't say, oh, it's because we worked hard. No, it's your favor. It's your blessing. It's your mighty hand. It's your love. Father, we receive it and we thank you for it. We receive the overflow. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Glory to God. If you receive, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Oh, we dropped it. <laughs> Love y'all. Good to see y'all. Let me tell you, Brother Ted was talking about it earlier. And um, one of the things that I want you to see and to know is that with Pastor Steve and Sherry Barbie, they are, we are honored that they are here tonight. Amen. We are honored just to be around them. We are honored. And let me tell you, not one person in this county ought to be out in a restaurant and see them and, not, and them pay for their own meal. That's right. Nobody in here should see them in a restaurant and have them pay. They ought to grab it whether they see you or not. That we, we should honor great men and women of God like them. No matter what you think or what you've seen or what you've heard, I'm telling you, the diligence and the perseverance in the kingdom of God, God honors those who honor him. And when you honor a man and woman of God like this, God sees to it that you'll be honored as well. Amen. I mean that. I mean it. And we love you all so much. Thank you for being here tonight. Amen. I, uh, like, I, you know... I, got, I might have gotten a little tempted to be offended today because Teddy was talking bad about fireballs. And uh, I, was, I was almost offended, but I decided to get over it and forgive and come on, sir. But anyway, uh, Teddy, I, you want fireball? Yeah, there you go. So I, I got another one if you run out of that. You're like, I was like, I got them at the house. Yeah, cinnamon. I, I like cinnamon. Amen. I, I should have done my, my drug look first. Though, like. 
want fireball. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Well, Teddy already preached half my message. I sent you a message earlier, too. If you got something later tonight, uh, you know, let me know. So I don't think it'll be done. I think he's going to keep giving you stuff throughout the week. It may be intermingled, so just be led. Amen. Amen. So uh, one of the things I was going to talk about, let's go quickly to Genesis chapter 17 and, and verse 1 and 2. And what are we talking about? We're talking about the God who is more than enough. El Shaddai, he's already been preaching it, talking about more than enough. He wants to get everything in your life, and he doesn't want to do it just a little bit. He wants to do it a lot of bit. He wants to overflow it. He doesn't want to give you just enough. He doesn't even want it full. He wants it in the overflow. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall not want. Want what? Name it. I shall not want. He goes on to say, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He, and then he goes on to say, my cup runs over. It overflows. It doesn't just get full. And the, you know, one of the things I think we found in this world and that we've gotten okay with is as long as we were getting by, that we've said, well, it's all right, I'm okay. But that's not true. You're a child of God. You're in this world, but not of this world. You're an ambassador from heaven. You don't underwrite yourself. You're underwritten by God Almighty, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Who's signing the checks? The God of more than enough. El Shaddai, the many-breasted one. He's got a full supply in every place. He's more than enough. He's not just enough. He's more than enough. He wants you to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. He wants you to be the lender, which means you've got to have more than what you need. You can't lend if you don't have overflow. Not the borrower. He wants you to have enough. He's the one who's writing it. He's the one who moves in abundance. As long as they were hungry, he was supernaturally fulfilling. He was filling them. He said, they said they ate their fill. They ate their fill. And then he had the harvest, the 12 baskets. The 12, I, loved what, I love what Teddy said. He, said. he said he had to employ 12 guys to take the harvest home. Yeah. Yeah. The Lord will start putting the people to work for you yeah. when you get up to sowing on that level. Amen. Sowing on that level. You realize that that was not just, I mean, what was it? It was one meal. It was a little boy's meal. Do you think God would treat you differently on that, on that? Well, you know, maybe let's say it was 20 buck lunch that that kid had. $20 a lunch. Many of you have sold sown above that many times over. God will move on your behalf in the same way if your heart takes up the same heart as that kid. As you purpose in your heart, so, so will it be. Right? As you believe, it'll be in that way. If you purpose and you're a cheerful and abounding giver, then what you purpose, he's going to put seed in your hand and he's going to make all grace to abound to you. God is moving in abundance. He, listen, he is an excessive God. He is not a just enough. He is an excessive God. One time I heard Keith Moore say, you know, how many fish did God create? He could have just created one. How many colors did he make? He could have just created gray and dark gray. That's all he needed. But he made more. 
and more and more. He's an excessive God. You go into Luke chapter 5 and you have them in the boat. Here, here Peter sows his boat into the ministry. Yeah, Jesus, you can do it. They've been fishing all night. These are professional fishermen. Luke chapter 5, professional fishermen. And all of a sudden he goes, cast your net on the other side. And what do you think they were, they were thinking? What, let me ask you this. What kind of humility did it take for them to actually cast that net in? What kind of humility? Oh, the preacher's going to tell us how to fish now. Oh, the preacher's going to tell us how to fish for a carpenter. Oh, the preacher's going to tell us how to swing a hammer and tell us how to cut the boards. The electrician. Oh, the preacher's going to tell us how to wire it up. I've watched many times, many times in my life where I've actually been sitting there with somebody and the Lord give me a word of wisdom. But to them, it just sounds like I'm making something up. Oh, you're just making that up. But then they go on, they do certain things. The word of wisdom actually would come back to it. They try it because they've exhausted everything else. And all of a sudden, what do you know? It worked. Yeah. Word of wisdom. But because they look at it, well, you, that's not your specialty. That's not it. But God can move, and he'll move through you. He wants to move not just through the pastors, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, but every believer. Every believer. We were talking uh, how uh, T.O. Osborne used to say, I don't even know if I am fivefold ministry. And I've, I've said that multiple times. Like, I don't even believe that I was the most anointed. I just believed I kept on, and I believed like a believer should believe. Yeah. Not just as a pastor. I was just hungry for the Lord. Yeah. Just hungry for Him. And God says, I won't let that hunger go unfilled. Right. Is there any hungry people in here tonight yeah. that, won't, that God can't ignore? He's like, looks over and he says, I'm looking for the people whose hearts are pure towards me that I might show themselves strong on their behalf. Is there anybody who's saying, I'm going to be that person. I'm going to be that hungry person. He can't overlook me. I'm going to get myself so hungry for the things of God. There's no way he can look over me anymore. Honestly, that's what happened a few years ago to me. I just got so hungry. And just got so hungry. This is not right. I was telling them the other night, we were studying on um, uh, spiritual warfare, and we talked about you know, some different demonic stuff, and I was casting a devil out of somebody, and they didn't just come right out. And I was thinking, you know, for Jesus, they just came right out. And, and the Word says that I'll do these works and greater. Now, why is it not working? Either the Word's lying or, or it's me that needs to get fixed. And I knew the Word wasn't lying. I said, Lord, something's off here. So let me figure. Well, you've been pastoring for eight years. Well, who cares? whoop de doo What does that get me? Nothing. Nothing. It gets me casting out demons and having trouble with them instead of them fleeing like that. And all of a sudden I said, Lord, there's more to you. But, Lord, I can't sit here. I know that if I will get hungry for you, you can't ignore it. You can't overlook that hunger. 
Lord, I want you because they, you can't tell me that I've reached the pinnacle of this. Not one of us in here, neither I nor Nicole nor Ted or Carolyn or Pastor Steve or Sherry, nobody in here can say we've reached the pinnacle of what God has for us on this. Why? Because I've not seen the glory poured out like he's promised. But I can tell you this, we're after it. We're not going to sit still. We're going to go after it. Lord, we got to have you. Lord, there's too much that you promised. There's too much for us to let it sit. You paid for it. I'm not going to leave it sitting on the table. If Roderick came up and he said, Hey, Pastor Brian, I want to give you this gift. He gives me a gift and I take it and I set it in the corner. Does that show that I love him? No. Does it show that I trust him? No. Does it show that I esteem the gift? No. He's paid for it. He took time, he took time to find it. He spent his own money. The thing that I need to do as a receiver is I need to say, he paid for it. Lord, let me esteem that thing. Jesus has paid for you to look like him, talk like him, walk like him, pray like him, see glory like him. To do these things and greater for us to leave it on the table is to deny what he's done. We got to get so hungry and the more than enough, we got to see the revelation. He prayed Matthew 6. He said in Matthew 6, look, I want you to pray this way. Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, we should see no sickness, no lack. We should see the will of God done just like that. Devils come out. Yeah, we're in a world that has corruption, but we should be a walking glory carrier that when we come into a room and when we come into a crowd, all of a sudden people start getting healed, convicted, delivered. Freedom starts coming in. And who's that for? For Ted? Sure. But who else? Just him? No, for past, amen, for the hungry, for the hungry, for the people that see God's more than enough. What, we think we're going to exhaust his goodness? We're going to exhaust his glory? Moses said, show me your glory. He didn't get zapped. He didn't get zapped. God said, come up here. Let me show you. Let me pour it out on you. I've got some more for you. This lady in the... What I love in Luke 5, and then we'll talk about 2 Kings 4. What I love in Luke 5 is this, is that as long as their expectation was there, God was exceeding it. Doesn't God know how many fish that net would hold? Didn't he know? But what happened in Luke 5? They started pulling in. They listened. They said, at your word, Lord, at your word. I'll throw this net on the other side. They threw it over. There was so many fish. Do you realize that, watch this, he was so excessive and so overflowing that fish in that sea had to go away and not be caught because they didn't have nets big enough. They didn't have boats big enough. As far as their expectation went, their harvest went. As far as their expectation, how big is your God? How much does he want to do in your life? He wants to overflow it. He knew how many fish, and he just kept throwing them in there till it started breaking. He, he knew how many fish would fit in that boat, yet he kept on giving, and he kept on giving, and he blessed not only them, but it overflowed to their partners. 
Is there anybody that's going to take a hold of the overflow of an excessive God in their lives today? Lord, I need your overflow. Lord, I need to walk in it. I need to, I need to have the reality of your overflow. I need it. It's got to be real. i got to have it, Lord. I won't leave it sitting in the corner. I'm going to esteem everything you've done. Why? Because not only do I need it in my life, but there's people around me that need the overflow. The overflow is needed by the partners in our life that we can call over and say, let you be blessed too, and let you be blessed, and you be blessed, and you be blessed, and you be blessed, and you be blessed. And, and God's like, as long as you learn how to operate in the flow, then I can bless the people around you, and there's always residual for you. God wants to bless you with not just finances, peace, joy, mercy, grace, favor, a return on things lost. He wants to overflow your life in every way. This lady in 2 Kings 4, she had the oil. She had the sons that were about to go into slavery. She feels like, I don't have anything. But the, the man of God says this, what do you have? She said, I don't have anything but this little bit of oil. As long, she, he said, go borrow some vessels and don't borrow a few. In other words, get your expectation up. Get those, get those boys out there. Get those kids out there and go borrow some vessels. Go borrow them. Get as many as you can, as many as they had expectation to go get. When she brought them back and closed the door, they started pouring the oil. And the excess of God started supernaturally, miraculously filling that. As long as she was hungry enough to have vessels ready, as long as there were vessels that were ready, Ready to be filled. Am I talking to any vessels tonight that want the overflow of God? That want an excessive, glorious God to operate in their lives? As many, is my mic messing up? As many vessels as she brought in, God filled them all. As soon as there were not empty vessels, as soon as there were people that were not hungry anymore, the supernatural stopped. What does that tell us? As long as we will be hungry for an excessive, more than enough, abundant God, God will fill you. As long as we are hungry and we are ready to be filled. Hungry and ready to be filled. Hungry and ready to be filled. See, if we think we've arrived... If we think that we have arrived, we're already full. There's no room for God to pour in the supernatural. But if we will say, Lord, let me empty myself of everything I think I know. And let me go after you. Lord, I need more of you. What I've experienced so far has been great. And it's been mighty. But I know you are so deep. You are so wide. You are so big. Your goodness is so broad. Your glory is so mighty. Your love is so magnificent I know I barely scratched the surface of it and I won't stop I won't stop and then all of a sudden an excessive God will do excessive things an excessive God will do excessive things an excessive God will do excessive things God's not limited of his supply go ahead get that God's not limited in his supply. 
God's not limited. He's an excessive and an abundant God. And he's looking for people that he can pour out in. He's looking for people. Just close your eyes right now. He's looking for you. He's looking for you. He's looking for you. He's saying, will you be that vessel? Will you empty you of yourself? Will you empty you of all of that uh, feeling of eating all that spiritual junk food? Will you empty you and let me be me? Will you empty you and let me be me? God's asking. He's asking. He's asking. All we have to do is sit at his feet. In his presence, in Christ, is fullness of joy. Fullness and overflow. Fullness and overflow. Fullness and overflow. Fullness and overflow. I told Ted this morning... I said, I got a short message tonight. You can take as long as you want to. He said, famous last words. I said, I know, I get it. But I really do have a short message. God is a God of abundance. And this is his provision. You remember Martha. Martha, she thought she had needs. But the problem was she was afraid of there being a mess don't you know that a couple of those fish would fix a broken net? Don't you know that a couple more jars would have fixed any lack? See, when we look more at the abundant God and the all-sufficient, more than enough God, and stop worrying about the mess, God can just keep pouring in our life. And he doesn't want to just give you a little bit. He doesn't want to just fill you up. He doesn't want to just make you full. God has a plan, and he wants to overflow your life. And I don't care what it looks like. I need the overflow in my life. I need God's provision. My question is, are there any vessels? See, something's clicking inside of you today. You're talking about an excessive God that loves you with everything he's got. And his supply is not going to run out just like this pitcher will. But God's supply is going to overflow. He desires to overflow. He desires to make a mess of your life with his blessing. He wants to pour it out. And it's not going to stop. The God of more than enough. This is the way it's going to be in your, in your life this year. Is there anybody ready for it? Is anybody ready for the mess? Is there anybody ready for the mess? Is there anybody that's less concerned about the mess and more concerned about the gift and the presence of God? Lord, I need you in my life. You're about to overflow. I know who you are. I know who you are. I know who you are. I know you, Lord. I know your goodness. I know your love. And I won't be denied. I won't be denied. Lord, I got to have you. I got to have you. I got to have you. Just start receiving right now. Lord, we receive you. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your overflow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You're about to pour out. You're about to bring some things into being. Right now, Lord, you're about to bring some things into being. It's a day and a year of overflow. It's a day tonight.
not be denied. Those things that have been blocked before now, you're going to apply faith on a different level. You're going to apply faith in God and in a different way this year. The last year, you did good. You did good. But this year, you're going to do great. You're going to go after him with your faith. You're going to see a multiplied blessing. This year is just getting started. And it's going to be in the might of God. It's going to be in the overflow. A year of overflow, and we're receiving it right now. It's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. We're beginning something right here at Kickstart that will just start to overflow. If you receive it, shout amen. amen. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your overflow. Lord, we're not dealing with a God who's got a limited supply. We're not dealing with, with some uh, puny God who has no love. No, we have a God who's got plenty of love for us. He's got an overflow, and it's not going to stop. Just, just getting out of debt, that's the beginning. That's the beginning. You guys come up here. Thank you, Lord. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. And I hear the Lord say this, and no disease is meant to stop it. No disease is meant to stop it. But the healing and wholeness, he didn't bring you up here, get you out of debt just for a sickness to come in and try to steal it. Steal life. No way. No, that's not him. He's in overflow. He's in overflow. Thank you, Lord. Wholeness in the name of Jesus. And overflow. Yeah, relax. Be at peace. Be at rest. And more, more, more. More in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Lord, you're a Lord of overflow. If you have anything. Thank you, Lord. Now, I know you needed to hear this message tonight. It's why it was important that you were here. I know you needed to hear this message tonight. Things are changing. Things are changing. I call an end right now to every little hurdle every hindrance where it's like I know the Lord uh, is there every now and then it comes through but I know you know in your heart it's not been coming through the way that it's supposed to there's been hindrances there's been hurdles in the name of Jesus every hindrance and hurdle that has stood in the way loose your grip now cease and desist every maneuver against this man and woman of God freedom come now in their lives and an anointing to run in Jesus name oh blessing of God be yeah glory to God no more pressure no more worry no more nothing in Jesus name a year to run a year to be distinguished a year to be seen for the glory of God God just wants to show off in y'all's life he just wants to show off so today thank thank you Lord for your goodness and your mercy yeah he just wants to show off 
more hunger, more filling, more overflow in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. He's going to do more. He's going to do more. That message for you, too. More, more. You've only just begun to see what he's about to do. You, me, at 16, oh, more than that. More than enough. More than enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's about to do something. He's about to do something miraculous because there's a hungry, hungry people. They've been being prepared. Lord, you've seen the hearts of this people, the hearts of this church, the hearts of this community. Lord, you've seen a people that are ready for you to do something more. And they're not just going to get that hunger, hungry on Sunday morning and at special services. Lord, they're going to carry it in on Monday, Tuesday. They won't be able to turn on the radio and listen to secular stuff. Nah, they don't have time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody's got time for that. No, no. Lord, we got to have you. We're hungry for you. We want you. Lord, I don't have time for that. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Lord, we're not worried about a mess your blessing makes. Who? If you care enough to get a, me a mess of a blessing in our lives, then you'll give us the supply to clean it up. Make a mess with your blessings. Make a mess of the blessings. Lord, make a mess of your blessings. Many times, I was watching tonight as I was pulling in. There's almost no, no uh, parking places left. That's a mess of blessings. It's a mess of blessings. A mess of blessings. A mess of blessings. Oh, what are we going to do? Who cares? God will supply. He'll figure it out. He'll give you the wisdom you need right in that moment. A mess of blessings. Pastor Steve, I see God's desire is to give a mess of blessings at Glean and Mission. He wants to give a mess of blessings. He wants to overflow that anointing so much. It's a mess of blessings. A mess of blessings. A mess of blessings. A mess of blessings. Glory to God. Lord, pour out your anointing and your hunger in people. Your hunger in people so much, so strong. Lord, let them draw on Pastor Steve so much so that he can't control himself. Lord, let it flow through them in Jesus' name. Like being lit up from heaven. They're drawing so strong. Oh, they're drawing so strong. I see them in the pews. So strong sitting there. Oh, Pastor Steve, we got to have a word today. We got to have a word from heaven. We got to have an alive word today. And all of a sudden, you'll feel that anointing, that virtue. 
pouring through you like you haven't felt in a long time. And then it's designed to surpass that. To it'll, Their hunger will draw you even to places that you're like, good gracious Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because it's one thing for a pastor to get hungry. It's another thing for his people to get hungry. That's the heart of a true pastor. Lord, let your people grab a hold of you. Let them set aside all the entanglements. Let them set aside all the entanglements. Lord, let this pastor's heart be fulfilled. Let this pastor's heart and his cry, let it be fulfilled in his people. Oh, glory. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. And blessing and strength, wholeness in every bee, in every way. Thank you, Lord. Play a little louder. Hallelujah. I come back to it. You're supposed to be here tonight. There's something that, that's unlocked inside of you when you saw that. Something unlocked inside of you. Ha, ha, cool. Yeah, it may cause some things you have to handle on paper, but you need to be ready to receive the blessing no matter what it costs. No matter what it costs, receive the blessing. No matter what it costs, there may be some things to figure out. There may be some mess, but you got to get at the feet of Jesus and let them pour out. One thing is needful. One thing is necessary. Ha ha yatudurostavi andodolofini tangostvada motovrekini. Lord, we need you. Just lift your hands right now. Just receive. Pray in the Holy Ghost. That anointing is pouring out. It's looking for people to pour into. It's looking for vessels. It's not just getting hyped up by one message, but it's this ongoing cry of our hearts that says, Lord, I gotta have you. I gotta go after you. I gotta go after you, Lord. I gotta go after you. Put your hand right there on her belly. More, more, more. Ha ha. An unending supply, an unending draw and hunger. Lord, let it not be filled. Thank you, Lord. Let success not fill it. But Lord, let us continue to run after you with everything we have. Oh, glory. Run after you with everything we have. Ho, ho, Franklin. Yeah, success won't fill it. Don't, I know you've had success. And I know at this point you don't consider it success, but nothing in the future. Keep it fresh in your heart and in your mind. No matter how much success comes, you've not tapped out God. You've not tapped out God. You've not tapped out God. Lord, I gotta have more of you. I gotta have more of your goodness. Because if nobody else does, I'm gonna hunger for you. I'm gonna go after you. I'm gonna draw from you. I need you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Fire of God, filler. 
from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. If you desire the fire of God and you want the hunger to start filling you in your life right now, I just invite you, come down to the altar now. Come quickly. Lord, I need more of you. I need more of you now. I'm not waiting. I'm not going beyond this night. I'm not waiting till Friday at kickstart. Lord, fill me now. Let's get on with it. Let's see how much you can give out this week. Let's see how much you got. Lord, I see you. You're big. You're good. You're loving. I gotta have you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, anointing, come now. Yeah, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Lord, fill her. Fill her. Overflow her. In Jesus' name. Lord's doing something in life. He's doing something in your wife. It's a different time. She's feeling a hunger come up inside of her, and, and she almost doesn't know what to do with it. She almost doesn't even know what to do, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful mess of the overflow of his love for you and for her. He says, I love you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. I'm going to draw you. I'm going to quicken you. I'm going to pull you. And not only that, but he's going to fill both of you in a way like you've never been filled before. And he's going to overflow his goodness till it makes a mess. <laughs> In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Lord, we got to have you. Fill her up, Lord. Overflow her in Jesus' name. Overflow. 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 Barikano. Lord, overflow. Ha ha. It's funny how the overflow watches out all of the other stuff. The overflow. The overflow. The overflow. The overflow. Yeah. The anointing of God. I see him striking you with a lightning bolt of his glory and of his love and of his goodness pouring out. I mean, I mean, like it just almost knocks you off your feet. It's so strong and powerful with his love. Not a judgment bolt, a, a lightning bolt of his love and his power and his glory. Lord, hit him. Hit him again. Clear. Oh, and it'll clean things up. It'll clean things up. It'll burn things out, clean things up. Oh, do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, and overflow. And overflow. The best thing you can do right now, you go after God with everything you got. Create an environment and a vessel filled with his presence. And the anointing of joy will be on that boy. The anointing of joy will be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hey, come also. Hunger, hunger, hunger. Hunger. 
hunger that drives you to put down the flesh, hunger that drives you to walk not like the rest, hunger of God that'll fill and fill and fill. Thank you, Lord, for your hunger. Thank you, Lord. Hunger, 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 hunger for God more than anything else. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Not by accident, you're here this week, trying last week, this week. There'll be certain words that'll be spoken just for you. You need to hear him and do what he tells you to do. In the name of Jesus, it's a special week for you. It's a special week for you. It's a special week for you. And hunger has taken you to this place. And hunger will take you in front of my face. It's a special week for you. Thank you, Lord. Ha ha, that indicatables. You need so Oh, glory to God. Just raise your hands right now. Just, Lord, we receive. Let your hunger pour out and your anointing flow from the top of her head to the soles of her feet in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your anointing. Yeah, flowing through her now. Let your love, let Lord, let it wash out so many things. Let it wash in all the right. Thank you and wash out all the wrong, all the worries and the cares and the concerns that we don't have to even think about anymore because the mess of God's goodness will blow it all away, blow out all the anxiety. Thank you, Lord, for your love that's manifesting today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just raise your hands. Thank you, Lord. Raise your hands. Thank you, Lord. Just receive from Him. Not even, not from me. From Him. Thank you, Father. Oh, Lord, bring it about. Yeah, clear up thoughts. Clear them up, Lord. Things that you have thought one way. but And it's just been a distraction to get you out of your place. Just to get you out of the place. Lord, thank you for the right thoughts. Thank you, Lord, for thoughts about you. Thank you, Lord, for thoughts about being in Christ and nothing else. Not about the world. Not about the job. Not about this. Not about that. No, just just Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I started to call you out a few minutes ago, and I just see, I see a turn and a shift this year, how the Lord will use you in great and mighty ways as you go after his anointing and go after his presence. I see great things. I see your word becoming stronger. Things you say, your words become stronger. They'll be heard by more and they'll affect more. Your words will become stronger and stronger in the ears of others. This year it changes. This year it changes. Yeah, peace and grace. Be in your marriage. Be in your home. Peace and grace be now in the name of Jesus. Hunger. 
Yeah, hunger. Hunger that'll drive the right thoughts. Hunger in Jesus' name. Hunger in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hunger, hunger, hunger. Thank you, Lord. Hunger, hunger. Now, Lord. Yeah, hunger. There you go. That's right. Hunger, hunger, Lord. As these times happen in your home, alone, wherever the Lord has you, He'll meet you, He'll share with you, He'll pour out wisdom. In Him you live and move and have your being. Spend your time in His presence and He will fill you. Hunger for Him more than you hunger for the things of the world. Movies, games, other stuff. Hunger for Him. Hunger for Him. Hunger. Hunger. This is a year of hunger for you. This is a year of hunger for you. As soon as I stood up, I heard it from the Lord. It's a year of hunger. If you'll give yourself to that, he's going to overflow in such a way, it'll make people's head spins. They'll say, did you hear what God did for the bucks? Did, can you, oh my goodness, did you know, oh, hunger. Lord, overflower, overflower, Lord. Overflower. Don't let your mind get in the way of his glory pouring out. Don't let your mind get in the way. Lord, I don't know how that can happen. That's not even possible. Don't let your mind get in the way and put down, put out absolutes thinking that God can't fill it like he wouldn't do it. No, he's got all the fish in the sea. He's got every card. There's, there's no card he doesn't have to play. He's got all the best hands. He's got all the trump cards. He's got all of them. He knows what needs to be played when. Don't let your mind stand in the way of that. But Lord, let your glory fill the place in Jesus name let your glory fill this house this family this home this woman let your glory fill it fill it in Jesus name thank you father thank you Lord hunger hunger in Jesus name hunger now Lord hunger now God's doing a deeper work in you guys. God's doing a deeper work. He's turning some things. He's turning some things. He's turning some things. Life will look different at the end of this year than it did at the beginning. Life will look different. Your thoughts will be different. He's turning some things. He's turning some things. Be receptive of his glory. Be receptive of his anointing. And be receptive of his calling. Thank you, Lord. He's turning some things. He's turning some things. He's turning some things. It'll look different. It'll think, you'll think different. He's turning some things. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let your anointing flow. Thank you, Lord. Peace be. Thank you, Lord, in this body and in this home, in Jesus' name. Yeah, the glory of the Lord flood you, your life, and your mind. The glory of the Lord flood your mind in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Nice to meet you. I'm Brian. Just raise your hands. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your anointing on this young man. Thank you, Lord, that even at this age, you're filling his heart with your things. Lord, put, I thank you. Lord, put your things on his heart. Write them on his heart. Uh, let it surprise his parents. Let it surprise them. He'll say, nah, I just want you. I just want to read my Bible. I just want to watch that preaching. I just want the things of God. Lord, let it, let it surprise the people around him. Write your things on his heart in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Boparomabadio, Kodomoso, Hodomosavara, Vado Kopeledi, Dene Kedeboso, Haposto, a day of hunger, not a bull. Now, in order to step into that hunger, in order to step into it, you got to put down the other stuff. There's some things that the devil's been trying to fill your life with. He's been trying to fill your thoughts with. You've been it's spiritual things. He's been trying to get you to eat on that, the soulish things, the emotion, the thoughts, all of those things. You say, no, I'm not going to think on that. I'm going to think on what Philippians 4 says, things that are worthy of praise. All of a sudden, you set your, th your mind on things worthy of praise, and the Spirit of God will flood you. It'll flood you. It'll flood flood your life with his glory with his glory and it'll overflow you and it's a different day not just I need to touch every week you'll walk different you'll live different you're called to different a life of hunger and filling and the glory of God let it be now in Jesus name thank you father thank you father now, you've heard me preach on hunger many times, but I'm telling you, this is a time where it doesn't need to be the same. It's a time and a period of your life where that hunger needs to grab a hold of you, and more than anything else, you long for times with Jesus. You long for times with Jesus, not to please other people, not for other people's fellowship, for His for his I'm reminded you know the story of when I was there and the Lord said are you happy that you're here you are you happy to be listening to this man of God and he's and then he said if, if he didn't have me you wouldn't like him very much but you have me every morning if you would approach me with the same expectations you approach this this meeting what could you have I'm reminded of that for you for this year for this year a hunger a hunger for his fellowship a hunger for time with him like never before a hunger he's got some things for you to fulfill he's got some things in you he wants to fill a time of hunger yeah that wasn't yeah uh, amen 
I hear the Lord say that extended portion of the fast that was me I wrote that on your heart because it's a year of hunger for you it wasn't wrong it wasn't you just trying to do something that looked that way I wrote it on your heart and it was right and you did what was pleasing to me you pleased me with that you pleased me I hear him say you pleased me keep that hunger glory to God thank you Lord for this man of God thank you Lord for the things that he's going to do thank you for his heart after you thank you Lord thank you Lord fill him with your hunger Lord fill him things are opening up to you you're starting to see things differently you're starting to walk in more light he's going to pour out light in your life as you as you spend time with him you're going to see things more and more clear more and more clear more and more clear oh he's gonna he's gonna illuminate the scripture he's gonna illuminate your time with him you're gonna walk out you're gonna even be in a life group you're gonna say things and God's going and, and the people around are gonna be like what <laughs> and it'll be the wisdom of God illumination just receive right now thank you father so thank you Lord hunger after him when you made the decision to stick around God says I took notice when you made the decision to stick around you were hungrier for me than just pleasing people you were hungrier for me than just doing the easy thing he said I took notice and at that moment at that moment, I started, I opened up what I'd had planned for you. I opened it up by my glory, a plan for you to be so wealthy. And there's things that I've written in you that are in you right now that I'm going to illuminate and share and show you. And all of a sudden, you're going to move into a place. He said, I took notice. I took notice. I took notice. Oh, what a thing. To hear from the Lord. I took notice, he says. You made him more important. Whew. Even at the comfort of your flesh, the comfort of your thoughts, you made him more important. God says, I took notice. Lord, bring it about now. Bring it about. Start it this year. In the name of Jesus. Give him daily bread every day in Jesus' name. Overflow. 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 Thank you, Lord. Yeah, hunger. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More, more. More, Lord. Thank you, Father. It's a year of hunger. Hunger brought you here. Hunger will continue to increase you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father.
It's a year of overflow. Do you receive it? Do you receive it? Do you receive it? Everyone here, do you receive it? It's a year of overflow, a mess of the blessings. Do you receive it? Are you going to walk in it? We're not just going to amen it. Are you going to walk in it? Are you going to are you going to sow into it? Are you going to listen and be obedient? And the willing and obedient will eat the good of the mess of the overflow. Are you going to be ready to go? Are you going to move in the abundance? You're not going to be ashamed of the blessing. I remember Ted was telling a story earlier. It reminded me there was a young man that came to the church one day, and I was driving a Saturn, a blue Saturn. And I forget what year it was, but let's just say it was year old, right? And I was driving this Saturn, and this young man came up. He had a spirit of religion on him, and he said, Oh, it just blesses me to see a preacher that doesn't have a big, uh, expensive car. And I said, oh, really? And, and he said, and I, I knew I wasn't supposed to argue with him, but he thought he was giving me a compliment. It ticked me off. I was so mad that that was the, the testimony that I had. I was so irritated with it because I realized that that, that is not the things of God. That is not the character of God. It's not the nature of God. And I had to get it in my heart right then. I'm not going to make an excuse for the blessing of God for this day forward. I'm not going to make an excuse for it. I'm not going to say, well, you know, I got it on sale. Well, you know, somebody gave it to me. No, I had to get to the place where I would walk in the mess of the abundance. I had to get to the place where I'd walk in the mess of the abundance. Walk in the mess of the blessing. Why? Because God wants His people blessed. He wants them in abundance to do every good work. He doesn't want you scrounging. He doesn't want you always in poverty and lack. Lack is a bondage. God came to set His people free. He wants you blessed. Are you, you know, we've talked about it said it independently and together. Oh, you're one of those prosperity preachers. Absolutely, because God's a prosperity God. He's an abundant God, but you better be ready to be ready for when people bring the mess, because God blesses you, then you need to not be sitting there, well, yeah, I'm so, you're ashamed of the blessing. You can't be there, or else you're never going to walk into God's will for you in your life. God wants to bless you. He was talking about, oh, well, I, you know, I try to get sick sometime. That's what he was talking about earlier. Oh, I just, you know, well, every now and then I try to show some poverty, you know, to stay humble. That's not humility. That's a false humility based on the world system. You've got to be ready to deal with the mess of the blessing, and the mess of the blessing will tear apart worldly nets. The mess of the blessing will tear apart worldly nets, a worldly mindset. It messes with people. It will tear apart worldly nets. Are you ready to deal with the mess of the blessing? Are you ready for that blessing to tear apart some thinking, a mindset? Are you ready for the blessing of God to tear apart some of that thinking and for God to say, you're thinking too small? Are you ready for it? Because God wants to take you from where we've been. He wants to take you to a place where people look back and go, Wow, 
Look at what God has done. And the word says, they, the heathen will rage and they will say, look at the, what the Lord has done for them. It says, says that all over the place. The verse I was thinking of, it wasn't in Genesis, in Exodus 11. You send it out in your newsletter, Exodus 11, verse 6 and 7. It said he was talking to Moses. He says, I want you distinguished. I want to distinguish you from the godly and the heathen, the worldly and you. I want you distinguished. He wanted to distinguish Moses. He wanted to distinguish uh, Isaac. He wanted to distinguish you. And he wants to distinguish his people. God's looking for some people that won't be bound up by what they think will be a mess. But people will say, Lord, what you want, I want. I don't care how it makes me look. I don't care what it makes me look like. Lord, I want you. I want you. me. Yeah, and he's about to do it. He's about to unfurl a new net. Raise your hands. He's about to unfurl a new net. Your old net wouldn't work. That's why he had to break it. That old net wouldn't work. It was too small. And as long as it would have been there, you'd have kept walking in it. You were comfortable in the old net. He says, I'm going to shred it. You came to the wrong church to keep that net. <laughs> Came to the wrong church. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Came to the wrong church to keep that net. No. Oh. You too. Walked in the wrong door. Met the wrong person at the bank. Wrong person. But God knew. He knew it was the right person. All the old ways, they weren't going to work because he had great plans for you. Oh, pour it out. Pour out the mess of the blessing. The mess of the blessing. God, who is more than enough, release it now. Release it now. More. The mess of the blessing. You got to decide what's my identity in him. Is it what I think I want to be or is it what he thinks he wants me to be? What I think or what he thinks? Raise your hands now. Just say it with me. Say, Lord, mean it with your heart. Lord, I want you and everything you have for me. And I won't be denied in Jesus' name. Fill him. Fill him. Fill him. He wants to bless you. He wants to overflow you. He wants to bless you. He wants to overflow you. I could say that about every person in here, but I'm speaking directly to you. When I stepped in front of you, he said, I want to bless him. I want to bless him. I want to bless him. He is pleasing to me. He is pleasing to me. Ha, ha, ha. He doesn't have to get other people's approval. He's got mine. Whoo! Glory to God. Glory to God. It's time to do things different. It's time to do things different. It's time to do things different. To think a different way. You can't think like the friends at school. doesn't work that way. It's time to do things different. Just raise your hands. Receive now. 
keep receiving even after I walk away. Lord, pour out on her. Start it now. It's a new day. It's a new day. New day. New day. A new overflow and a new net. Oh, yeah. New net. New net. New net. All the big guys come and pick him up again, please. It's a new net. God's got destiny that you've not even seen yet. It's a new net. Okay. Same thing. Where you were going wasn't going to work. God said, I got to get them in a different place. <laughs> and then he introduced you and me. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm crying over because of what you mean to me. You are precious to me. That's not, that's Brian talking. You are precious to me. That's how I see you. Bless them, Lord. Bless them. And overflow them in Jesus' name. Hear this. You said, I needed boomerang. I needed that family. Let Let me tell you. I needed a Johnny. Hmm. Brian did. I needed you in my life. I needed you in my life. You mean something to me. New nets. New nets. <laughs> Talk about new nets. <laughs> Everything changed when you came in the door. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you receive tonight, just raise your hands right now. Just pray in the Holy Ghost, Lord, I receive. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, we receive, we receive new nets, the ones that don't break. You go over into John chapter 21, you'll find out there was a net and it didn't break. It was a net and it didn't break. They were born again. They had received that fresh breath of the Holy Ghost to give them newness of life. He said, cast your net on the other side. They threw the nets in. Somebody yelled, it's the Lord. Peter jumped in the water. He couldn't wait. But the nets didn't break. The nets didn't break. It's a new net to hold the blessing and not break. They dragged them all to shore. They, they reaped every one. Thank you, Lord. It's a new net, new net kind of year. They could Raise your hands high. New, new, new. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. It's a new day. It's a new net kind of day. It's an overflow of an abundant God. It's an overflow in y'all's ministry. This year will be a year marked when people will desire what you have. This will be a year that will be marked of people that are envious of what you guys have. They'll see you, and it won't just be the stuff. It won't be the show. It'll be the anointing and the flow. It'll be an overflow and a mess, a mess of his blessing, a mess of his blessing. It'll be all of that wrapped into one, and they'll, they'll be envious of it. They'll see it. It'll be a marked year for that. They'll see it, and they'll go, how do they have it? But, you know, and, and you've been in the public eye, but what people haven't seen that I only know a little bit of, what they haven't seen is the diligence and the dedication. And the Lord says, listen, you've given many words to many people over the years, but there's a diligence and dedication that I take note of. There's a diligence and dedication that I have marked, and I see it, and I will not let it go. You said it yourself. You prophesied to yourself. He doesn't take a seed, and he doesn't. He always seeds it, and there's a harvest that's laid up, and he won't let that harvest go and not be reaped. You were speaking along those lines earlier. Thank you, Father. Lord, let them harvest this year like never before, like never before, like never before. Some of you have been scared to run because you didn't think you were good enough. You were scared to run because you thought others would look at you and judge you. But God said, I called you. I told you to run. Lace up those shoes and get to running now. I call you worthy. I made you worthy. You are enough because you have me. This is the year to run. But get the right shoes. Get ready. Get prepared. 
You're not made to run in someone else's shoes. Get your shoes laced. This is your year to run. You'll run further, you'll run faster. And no one will think anything except for let me run with them. This is your year to run. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this year. We run in 21. And we thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the faith. Thank you for the empowerment. Thank you for the equipment. And Lord, I thank you that we will be blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, no more excuses. No more excuses for your blessing. No more excuses for your call. And no more excuses for us to sit on the sidelines. It's time for the church to wake up, and we wake up, Lord. We wake up and run. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. To serve a God like you, who draws us closer to himself through kindness, through love. Lord, thank you for desiring to be in intimate fellowship with us. What a God. What a King. What a Father. Lord, I thank you for a night that has changed and branded this people with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask that this seed of intimacy, this seed of hunger be guarded in Jesus' name. Be guarded, be preserved, be protected. That no matter how quickly the thief may come to try and steal it, he can't even find it because it's so deeply buried within us. Lord, let this seed be protected by your people. Let us preserve it with all that we are. God, this seed is precious. All we need is one seed to produce. An orchard, God, what do you have inside of tonight's seed? Thank you for destinies. Thank you for dreams. Thank you for vision. Thank you, God, for new. God, thank you. Thank you for answering promises. Thank you for depositing in us a veracity for the kingdom to never be extinguished, God. Thank you for fire. Thank you for hunger. Thank you for thirst. Thank you, God. Thank you. God, thank you, 
thank you, Father, that you, you're so good, that you give us the empowerment to do what you've equipped us to do. Lord, that you fill us with your fire that we would fulfill the calling, that you've equipped us to run. We're not running on our own strength. The strength to outrun chariots comes from you. Lord, and I thank you that tonight, this is a people who will outrun legions, who will outrun legions, who will outrun legions. Lord, that when they start their race, they will leave others in the dust, but they will keep up with you. Lord, I thank you for leading us, guiding us with your kindness, with your mercy. Lord, thank you that tonight is a night that has sealed something inside of us, sealed something inside of us, sealed something inside of us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory because you're the king who's done it all. You're the God who is more than enough. Lord, you're the God who's abundant. You're the God who's going to part every sea. You're the God who's going to plow everything that would have held us back. You're the God who creates roads where there were trees in front of us. God, thank you for making a way where it seems like there is no way. Tonight, tonight, let tonight be the night that starts everything that you have dreamt for us. We thank you, God. We praise you. And if you did this on night number one, boy, howdy, what are you doing on night number two? Night number three, night number four, night number five, night number six. God, thank you. You're so good to us. As your people leave here tonight, bless them, keep them, preserve them, and empower them to be back tomorrow. We thank you, God, for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Thank you for being here tonight. Tomorrow night is night number two of Kickstart. Starts same time, 6.30 p.m. We want you to be a part of it. And if you feel led through the course of this week to make your faith to Jesus known publicly, this coming Sunday, we're going to be having a baptism service here at Boomerang in the morning. If you would like to be baptized, there is a sign-up she out on the front kiosk and we would love to have you do that we'll get you information as the week continues that being said be blessed be blessed be blessed and we'll see you tomorrow bye live stream we love you